0: Welcome to Fusion Student Ministries. We hope this message equips and encourages you. Psalm chapter 1 and verse 1. This is going to be our primary uh, scripture that we're going to go off of tonight. Psalm chapter 1 and verse 1 says, "Oh, the joys of those who do not follow the advice of the wicked, or stand around with sinners, or join in with mockers. But they delight in the law of the Lord, meditate on it day and night. They're like trees planted. Everybody say planted, planted. Along, the river bank, along the river bank, bearing fruit each season. Their leaves never wither and they prosper in all they do. Let's pray. Father, we thank you, God, for who you are. God, we thank you, Lord, for what you're doing in our lives. Lord, we desire to come closer to you, God, Lord, help us, teach us, guide us. Lord Jesus, we just open our hearts up to you. And Holy Spirit, we just desire to hear your voice fresh tonight. Lord, I just declare that the word of God is falling upon good and fertile ground, that it's producing a harvest of 30, 60, and 100 fold. Lord, we love you. In Jesus' name we pray. And everybody said, amen, amen. Well, if you're taking notes tonight, uh, the title of tonight's message is, planted, is planted, and uh, we've been talking a lot about growth. Um, you know, we talked about a few weeks ago some things that you need to know in order to grow and, and how do we grow and how do we do that, and uh, tonight we're going to talk about being planted, being planted, and uh, you know, I've expressed before my my hatred for gardening, but um, I it's just such an incredible uh just analogy of, of of gardening and and I don't like doing the work of it, but man, it just shows so uh, is just an incredible illustration to us about our walk with God. And uh, the Bible talks a lot about being planted and and uses you know trees and different things to describe uh, you know how to you know how to grow in Christ. And and one of the main ways to grow is you need to be planted. You need to be planted. And so tonight I don't want to talk about. Three keys to getting and staying planted. Three keys to getting and staying planted. And key number one is getting and staying committed. Getting and staying committed. You know, the word committed could be switched out with faithful, committed. You're committed to something. And uh, why is it so important to be Committed. Why is it so important to be committed? Because if you're not committed, then you really can't grow. You really can't grow. You know, a lot of people they'll uh, you, you'll see uh, not not so much here, but uh, around churches is you know they'll they'll hop from church to church to church, from place to place to place. And the moment that they face a conflict with the leader, or the moment that there's something that ah uh, I don't really like about this place, I'm just going to move to the next place, and they never really get planted. They never really get planted. You see it, uh, sometimes you even see it w- with pastors or you see it with worship leaders. It's like that. They, they never can stay more beyond a, a year at a place. It's always place to place to place. And what happens is in the same way as a plant, whenever a plant is transplanted and then it's, it's, it's planted in another place and then it's uprooted and then planted in another place and then uprooted and planted in another place, its roots never get the opportunity to go deep. Because it's not committed anywhere. And so whenever a storm comes, what happens? It falls over and then it gets transplanted. And the moment that something something happens or comes up, maybe in some Christian's life, they're ready to just uproot. And And a lot of times it's the same thing with the relationship with God. You see, they're, they're not committed to God. They're, they're always just swayed back and forth. They're, they're living for God in one moment, and then they're not living for Him the next moment. We all know people like that where they're just on fire for God, they go to encounter or go to a retreat, they're just radical for God, and then you talk to them, you know, six months later, what what happened? They're not committed. They're not committed and, and not not faithful. And, and, you know, I was thinking about whenever I was preparing uh, today about this, and, and some of the most committed and faithful people that I know is Eric and Jenny Nida. Man, those people are incredibly faithful. And um, and I'm just so honored that, that how long that they've they've been here. And, and, you know, faithfulness is not just longevity. It's part of it. But I know I've you've seen trees that have been planted for a long time and they're not they're still not doing. They never did anything. They're not doing anything. And, you know, I was thinking about Eric and Jenny. I don't know how long that they've been here, but seven years and not only have they been here for a long time, but they've been producing fruit for years. They're faithful. They're committed. They're committed to the vision. They're First and foremost, they're committed to God, which we're going to talk about in just a second. But they're also committed to the local church. They're also committed to Family Life Church, to Fusion Student Ministries. They've served so faithfully. And they're just a great example of that. And so what should we be Committed to what should we be committed to? First and foremost, we need to be committed to God. We need to be committed to God. In John chapter one, in first John chapter one, verse nine, it says, But if we confess our sins to him, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all wickedness. That word commit, uh, "faithful" can be changed out with "committed," and so the reason that we're committed to God is because He was first committed to us. We're faithful to God because He is faithful to us. You read in the Old Testament of just—it's a perfect shadow and type of of the church of you know their God's Israel, God's people—they're constantly abandoning him, but yet he remained faithful to him. He remained committed to him. And so if we're going to be, if we're going to be planted, we got to be committed. We got to be committed and realize where we fit in the grand scheme of things. You know, sometimes I think that we think a little bit too highly of ourselves, that we begin to negotiate with God of what his will is, of what he wants us to do. And we're, you know, well, God, I really don't want to do that. Well, since when does a plant tell the planter where he's going to be planted? You know, a lot of times that's what we do. We go from church to church, and we I don't a lot of Christians don't even pray about what church God wants them to go to. And we got we have to ask God, God, where do you want us? And first and foremost, I'm committed to you. I'm committed to you. So whether whether I'm blessed in my finances, whether I'm doing incredible in, in the natural or whether all hell is breaking loose, I'm committed to you regardless. And a perfect person to show us that is Job. Job had a ton of stuff. He had it going on in the natural. He he had everything going his way. And then everything that he knew, everything that was secure to him, shattered. It was gone. He lost his family, lost everything that he had. And he chose to stay faithful to God. He chose to stay faithful to God. If you read the book of Job, he did complain a lot, but but he still stayed committed to God. He still stayed faithful to God. And in the end, he got back what he lost. What's that showing us is I'm committed no matter what. And whenever we pass that test, whenever we go through something and say, you know what? I'm planted here. Number one, I'm planted in you, God, and I'm planted and, and called here, wherever that may be. And whenever you're committed, then God can bless you. God can, can prosper you. God can do all those things in you, but you got to be planted. You got to have your roots go deep so that you can ultimately grow. What a lot of people don't see is, is you see a plant and it and it's like doesn't seem like it's growing at all, but the best plant is growing inside. And that way it has a firm foundation so that it can grow up. With us, the best thing that we can do is grow on the inside of us. It doesn't matter what anybody sees. The Bible says that God looks at the heart. Man looks at the outside. And so it doesn't matter if anybody's tapping you on the back, sees a bunch of growth in your life, is encouraging you with that. What matters is are you getting, are you growing with God? And if your roots are growing deep with God, then eventually you'll begin to grow up. And then whenever you grow up and strong and people begin to see that, you're firmly rooted in Him because you're committed to god now how often should we commit to god you know a lot of times you know we'll hear that the saying you know recommitted or rededicated your life to the lord or you know come back to the lord i believe that we need to recommit our life to god every day every single day and i, I believe that that's biblical joshua said in in uh, chapter 24 uh, verse 15 said who choose this day whom you will serve choose this day whom you Will serve. Luke chapter 9, verse 23. Jesus said, If any of you want to be my followers, you must turn from your selfish ways, take up your cross daily, and follow me. This walk that we live, we got to commit to God every day. If we really want to grow, we got to be planted and we got to be committed. We got to not only just get committed, but stay committed. And that happens through a process daily. I remember whenever I was an intern, I had those two scriptures up on my mirror. And every day that I would wake up, it was a reminder to me that I'm going to choose today to follow Jesus. I'm going to choose this day to follow Jesus. I'm telling you, if you will do that, you will never backslide. I'm telling you, that's a, if you make a daily choice, because backsliding doesn't happen overnight. Nobody wakes up, nobody's on fire for God, just got back from Saturate Conference, loving God, on fire from God, wakes up that morning and says, I'm done with God. Nobody has a genuine encounter or experience with God and then overnight chooses to just, I'm not going to follow God anymore. I've never met anybody that that's happened to. Never. If you choose every day, what happens? He talks about your selfish ways. And so We're going to choose to serve one of two people every day. Either we're going to choose to serve Jesus or we're going to choose to serve ourselves. And the key to serving Christ and to serving Jesus is to die to our own selfish ways, to take up our cross, which is an instrument of death. Say, it's not about me. It's about you. I'm committed to you. I'm committed to following you today. Y'all good with that? The second area that we need to commit our lives to, we're still talking about getting and staying committed, is we need to commit ourselves to His plans. To His plans. In Psalm chapter 37 and verse 5, let me get there. Psalm chapter 37 and verse 5 says, Commit your way to the Lord. Trust in him and he will act. Commit your way to the Lord, trust in him and then he will act. A lot of us want God to get on board with our plan, with our vision and what God's saying. I will act once you get on board with my way and my plan and my vision. That's the way it happened. Then then he will move for us. In Isaiah 55, verse eight. It says, for my thoughts are not your thoughts neither are my ways your ways, declares the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than earth, so my ways are higher and my thoughts are higher than yours. We need to get on board. We need to be committed not only just to God, but we need to be committed to his plans of what he desires to do, because ultimately he knows what the future holds. You ever made a decision and, and realize, man, I, I wish I would have waited on that. <laughs> I, I know I have. I've made many of them. They're like, you know, sometimes you just get a little bit impulsive or you're like, just, you just act and you're like, man, I, probably if I would have prayed about that, would have avoided a lot of stuff. And you ever feel like that? And I think of, you know, how many of you like Apple, like Apple products? How many of you are Apple, Apple people? I, I, I'm, I find a product that I like and I just stick with it like pretty much all my life. So that's just kind of how I am. I like Apple products. I'm fascinated with, uh, with just the whole story, you know, of how Apple came about. Uh, you know, even though Steve Jobs was way, way far from God, I, I, I'm still, I was still inspired by his passion. I, I still like I enjoyed the movie. I enjoyed documentaries of Apple of just, just he was a visionary. And, um, you know, as there's, there's a lot of people, you know, they know Steve Jobs and uh, Steve Wozniak was the, was the other guy that formed Apple, the two major players. But uh, there was actually another guy named Ronald Wayne. And most people don't know Ronald Wayne because uh, right whenever Apple was starting up, he invested about $1,500 in Apple for 10%. He invested 1,500 dollars for 10 percent of Apple, and uh, Steve Jobs was just a little bit reckless and, and, uh, and just really just was doing things that nobody was thinking of at the time. And so a few weeks later, uh, he decided to sell uh, his shares and give up his shares, and he actually uh, made he sold his shares of 10 percent for 2,300 dollars. And uh, so he made 800 dollars. However, if he would have hold, held on to those shares, today it would be worth over $50 billion. So at the time, it looked like a really good idea. Hey, I made 800 bucks. This company's probably not going to go anywhere. Uh, you know, I invested in the Apple company, if you've seen Forrest Gump. Anyway, so I'm showing, apparently Forrest Gump is old now. So, but man... That guy had to be kicking himself for the rest of his life. I don't know what he did after that, but I'm pretty sure he didn't make $50 billion. And in hindsight, if we will just seek God's will, and that just illustration of just secular business, if, if in our lives we're, we, got, we have access to the king of the universe, we have access to a God that knows everything. It's like insider trading. It's not fair to the rest of the world. If we'll just tap into it, if we'll just allow God, what's your plans? And even though it doesn't make sense, even though you might be in a place where it's like, man, I don't think that this is going to succeed. Down the road, it could be a quote unquote idea that's worth $50 billion. Not just in, in finances, but in your life. You can make it, a lot of you, all of you are making decisions that are shaping you. It's shaping your future. And as you seek God, I encourage you follow his ways and be committed to his plans. So, number one, the key to being planning or getting planted and staying planted is getting and staying committed to God and to his plans. Number two, the second way that we get and stay planted is number two: getting and staying connected. Getting and staying connected. You know, Psalm chapter one and verse one. It says, talking about us. So they're like trees planted along the river bank, bearing fruit in each season. You know, the river represents life. Jesus described whenever, you know, the, the story of the woman at the well. He said that if you drink from me, you'll never thirst again. Jesus is the life source. And so ultimately, you can be planted in a church, but but you can still not be prospering. You can still not be growing. And ultimately, you know, you can you can have some knowledge of God But but that's not enough. You got to You got to be connected to the life source, the water of God, the Holy Spirit, just experiencing him being connected with him. You know, religion is is death. It kills you. But a relationship with God brings life. It brings refreshment. And there's so much that that a water represents one. It represents life that you're actually that that that's you know our body is what is it 80% water 75% water whatever that's a, a lot of water and it and it's amazing you notice how smart god is <laughs> that he knows how to communicate to us that he uses things in the bible like you're firmly planted near a stream of water how many of you like survivor shows i'm like all about them. I let, every time I see Survivor Man and, and uh, Man vs. Wild, any of them, dual Survivor, not any of them, there's one that's kind of bad, but uh, <laughs> retract that statement. Most of them, all of them but one, uh, I'll, I'll watch. Uh, but the, the biggest thing that they, they do is, is you got to have water. And so if they, they set out to finding water if they find, can find water and, and, and filter the water, they're good because you can make it without eating for a little while. Your body must have water in order to live. And the same way in our spiritual life, you can, you, you can live a little while, you can make it a little while without connecting to the life source, without connecting with God, but you're going to wither up. Eventually, it's going to show its, its head that you're dying spiritually. And so we gotta stay, not just get connected, but stay connected to the life source that is God. In John chapter fifteen, verse four, it says, "Remain in me." Jesus is talking to us, talking to his disciples in the crowd, and also talking to us. He said, "Remain in me, and I will remain in you. For a branch cannot produce fruit if it is severed from the vine, and you cannot be fruitful unless you remain." In me, yes, I am the vine; you are the branches. Those who remain in me, and I in them, will produce much fruit. For apart from me, you can do nothing. Anyone who does not remain in me is thrown away as useless branch and withers. Such branches are gathered into a pile and burn. If you remain in me, and my words remain in you, you may ask for anything you want, and it will be granted. When you produce when you produce much fruit, you are truly my disciples. This brings great glory to my father. This brings great glory to my father. Ultimately, how many of you, honestly, seriously, how many of you want to do something for God? Like, seriously, like you don't have to put your hand up if you don't really want to. I want to do something for God. I want to continue to do something for God. I want to do more and more and more for God. But ultimately, we cannot do anything of value for God unless we're connected to the source that's Jesus. Because we talked earlier, as cool as Apple products are, as amazing, as groundbreaking, in fact, I'm preaching off of one of them right now, Ultimately, that was just done and it's cool and it's made billions of dollars. But unless it is done for the glory of God, unless you allow God to work through you, eventually it's going to pass. I was looking in my closet earlier and uh, a few weeks back and came across one of the first Apple iPods. I don't even use that thing anymore. But whenever I had it, it was so amazing. It was so incredible. What's the point of that? Eventually, everything's going to pass. Eventually, everything's going to pass. But ultimately, to make your life count, ultimately to do something for God, you got to be connected to him. You got to be connected with God each and every day and remind yourself that I can't do anything apart from him. Anything of true value. You you know, I I can't preach without him. I, I can't lead without him. I can't disciple without him. I can't do anything without him. And ultimately, without him, I'm not anything. Doesn't matter how talented you are. Doesn't matter how much ability you have. Without him, we're nothing. But the good news is that with him, we can do all things. We can do everything that once we're connected, once we're flown with him and staying, it's not enough like I said to just get connected, but we our desire, our goal is to what? stay connected. Is to stay stay connected with the life source. So number 1, we got the the key to staying planted is number 1 getting and staying committed, number 2 getting and staying connected, and finally number 3 getting and staying controlled. Getting and staying controlled. You know, um plants flourish whenever it has all the right environments. You know, you ever heard of a greenhouse? A a, a plant will really just flourish whenever whenever it's almost in a controlled environment, whenever everything is, is is just right, when it has the 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 right sunlight and the right um you know, the the right amount of water and all those things and And ultimately, if it's if it's just goes off, it'll wither. It won't make it. It's not it's not going to survive. And with us, I think a lot of times is I'm really talking about self-control, about self-control. You know, and in Proverbs chapter twenty five, verse twenty-eight, it says a person without self-control is like a city with broken down walls. A person without self-control is like a city with broken down walls. And the symbolism with that is uh, every, every single city, every single place had these big walls around it to protect us, to control the environment, to keep bad things out, to keep the enemy from getting out. And what will happen... With us, whenever we allow or don't have or don't exercise self-control, as it breaks down those walls of protection, it breaks down that wall of a controlled environment where God desires us to be planted and to flourish. And ultimately, it allows the enemy to just come in in our lives and just do whatever he wants to attack us because that wall is no longer protecting us. That's what self-control is. That's what self-control is. You know, we know in Galatians chapter 5, verse 22. But the Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit in our lives. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. There is no law against these things. A person that can control themselves, allow the Holy Spirit ultimately to to have rain in their in their lives to where they're controlled, where they don't do the things that that just come to them you know those initial you know everybody has thoughts and impulses but but it allows where we allow the Holy Spirit to reign us in to control us what that happens is a lot of times it controls our environment you know many of you you might uh you might get the opportunity to go to a party uh where you know maybe you know that there's things that are happening there, maybe alcohol is being served or or all kinds of different things that that's going on there, and you allow, you have that impulse to go, but ultimately the Holy Spirit inside you doesn't allow you to go those places. If you don't allow the Holy Spirit to control you, you'll just do whatever you feel like, like what's going on, like most people in in our society. You got to allow the Holy Spirit to control you, and allow whenever He controls you. A lot of times. It allows you to flourish, not a lot of times, every time. It allows you to flourish and grow and be planted because he is ultimately the one that's controlling us. In Second Timothy chapter 1, verse 7 says, For God has not given us a spirit of fear. We've heard the scripture. God's not given us a spirit of fear, but power, love, and self-control. God's made provision for us to have self-control to where we can be controlled by his spirit and not us ruling and reigning in our lives, but allow him to move through us, allow him to control us. And ultimately, if we allow that to happen, that's how we're going to grow. That's how we're going to grow is to allow him to control us, to control our environment. And move in our lives. I want to look back at at Psalm chapter 1 and verse 3 and just kind of close out spending the rest of our time here. Psalm chapter 1, verse 3. It says, They are like trees planted along the river bank, bearing fruit in each season. Their leaves never wither, and they prosper in all they do. Whenever we're planted, Whenever we allow God, whenever we have our roots grow deep into Him, whenever we allow that process of where, you know, we're committed to God. Most of us in here have made that commitment where you're committed to God, but you made a choice not only to just make a commitment, but to stay committed. Whenever you you stay connected with God, you stay connected in His presence, connected in in uh in so many different areas. And then whenever we just we make that decision to just to follow him to to give everything that we have to him and and ultimately to stay controlled that the environment that we have that we're not controlled by our own fleshly desires we're not controlled by what we want to do but we're controlled by what he wants to do we will prosper and succeed in everything in everything that we do and that's the goal the bible says that the work that he began in us he will continue to perfect into the day He returns. Every single one of us need to continue to grow, need to continue to allow God to move in our lives, and ultimately we'll become the person that He designed and He created us to be. Amen? Let's stand together real quick as we just close. You know, most of us have made that decision to get planted in in Christ and you know, we kicked off this whole series uh, a few weeks ago talking about becoming brand new and allowing Him to just to, to work in us and to be connected, you know, us to be connected to Him. And He makes us completely brand new. But, you know, some of us, uh, you know, sometimes maybe don't think about staying connected or staying planted You know, we we need to do just self-inventory of just allowing God to just continue to move in our lives, continue to work in us, continue to just grow us. You know, a lot of times there's pain and growth, but ultimately, whenever you get to that place where God has you or God wants you, it's so worth it. It's so worth it. So right now, I just want everybody just to, as we just take this time, To just get before God. I want everybody to just close their eyes. Every single person in this place. You might be here tonight, and you know, you might not be planted. You might not be planted with God or or committed or you might be lacking in just in self-control or whatever it is, whatever we talked about tonight. I just want to give you just the opportunity. Nobody looking around, nobody turning their heads or just a a private moment between you and God right now. If that's you, you might say that I need to make that first step of of getting planted. I need to get planted in in Christ. I'm making a a decision tonight to plant myself in God, to be committed to Him, to be controlled by Him, Ultimately, because he's the one that knows everything. If that's you, just just slip up your hand tonight. I'm not gonna embarrass you. I'm not even gonna I see your hand. If there anybody else, just between you and God, you might be in here tonight. You might need just one of those three areas. You know what? I, I need to be more committed. I, I'm lacking connection. I'm, I'm disconnected right now. Or maybe I, I'm struggling with self-control. If that's any any three of those areas, if that's you, just slip up your hand, just boldly, right now, just across this place tonight. I, I just want to do something we got plenty of time, and I I was hoping to do this on purpose. But if that's you, if if you're in any of those areas, if you need to commit your life or, or whatever we talked about tonight, I want you to just boldly just come down to the front right now. Just come down. Be bold about it. I need to be committed. I need to be connected. And I need to be controlled. And ultimately, every single one of us has an area in our life that we need to just surrender to God, that we need to just give to Him afresh tonight. If you don't need altar ministry tonight, I'm just going to pray over you and dismiss you, and then we're going to have some leaders come up and pray with you. If you need prayer for anything at all, just come up. Father, I thank You for every single person in this place, God. Lord, I ask, Lord, in the name of Jesus, that You would just continue to grow them, move in their lives, God, in a great way. Strengthen them. Strengthen them a relationship with you, God. Help us to become closer to you in everything that we do. In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. If you need prayer for anything at all, we'll have some leaders down here. If not, y'all are dismissed. If you came up for for prayer, stay here and you, we're going to pray with you. If not, we'll see y'all next week. Love. You. Again, thanks for joining us. For more info on Fusion, you can check us out on YouTube. Facebook, or Instagram.